Hey friends, welcome back to the In Betweenish Pod. I'm Beatrice Noor, and this is a side talk episode where I'll be selecting side conversations extracted from the longer recording sessions with our guests. Each side talk will tackle a specific subject. In this side talk with Akshi Sinha, we're tackling faith, the rituals we choose to practice, and grieving. Can I ask, in terms of your own faith, how you were brought up and where you stand? Yeah, so while my family, um, like most of my relatives, practice Hinduism, and even Hinduism is so huge, like it has different flavors <laughs> in different parts of the countries, like the gods you pray to, and the prayers you say, the language you do it in, uh, the rituals you do, the values, like literally everything could differ and you could still be a Hindu. But in my family, I think the North Indian flavor of Hinduism, that's, I guess, what they follow. Um, but my nuclear family, which is four of us, my mom, dad, me and my sister, we, as a family, we've been more on the atheist uh, side of things. My mom practices some like Hinduism, uh, but she also practices, we also have a lot of I don't know what to call it, but like you have a one, I don't know, what are they called when they're like a yoga teacher, but they're also sort of like doing the spiritual thing and they have a lot of like community following. Gurus? Is that the word? Kind of. Yeah. So there are several of those as well in India. So uh, for example, there's Sadhguru, which is one person in India. So a lot of people like are kind of Hindu and they also follow like a spiritual leader. But I know my family has been more on the atheist side, my sister, my dad and me especially. Um, and for me, I think like the more I witnessed not just the diversity, but the way in which like religion is used, especially by people in power. Um, like the more I studied history, the more kind of like skeptical I became <laughs> of religion um yeah so that's like my that still is my personal journey with religion and I'm always curious to learn more about different religions but I don't think I follow anyone specifically I definitely relate in the sentiment that like religion is I feel very often weaponized mm -hmm. used in a certain way to further a certain agenda usually political in my point of view yeah but um is agnosticism and atheism something that is accepted uh like can you openly say that in india or is it like a taboo hush hush type of subject of course it would depend like based on like social class like where you are i feel like everything that's like a given caveat to everything i say but um I think in my experience, like a lot of my friends, like it's okay. There's also this invisible like understanding that when we say we're all like kind of Hindus, it's like the kind of is pretty emphasized. And <laughs> that like, uh, first of all, we don't know what that means to be a Hindu. And second of all, we don't know to what degree. So a lot of people are like just a little bit of just a little Hindu <laughs> or like just a little this or that. Um, so that's there too. 
But yeah, atheist hasn't been something that I've had to think about that, oh, look, it's something I need to either hide or I cannot talk about it. That's not been the case so far. That's really refreshing to hear, actually, because in the Middle East, there's a very negative connotation to saying you are an atheist or agnostic. Like, you know, um, it's a very big thing to be like an infidel here. And an infidel here is anyone who doesn't adhere to or believe in the three Abrahamic religions. So I'm always so curious to to understand how it's perceived in other places, you know. No, that's very interesting. It reminds me of how, like, I'm trying to think, that made me think, like, what are the times in my life? Like, what's an event that brings up this uh, need to think about my religion? Where, like, things that make me consider or realize that, okay, I am kind of Hindu, even though I'm atheist, technically, to myself. Um, And I think, like, events like someone moving into a new house, like someone dying, like certain rituals associated to life events. When you would like call upon it, do some like puja or like do these things to make sure it goes okay. Can you explain what these things mean? Yeah. So for example, when you're moving into a house, new house, you would do something called a Gri Pravish. And what it means is you're purifying the place for your entry so you're like all the bad energy all the negative kind of thing needs to go away and um may we have like a prosperous stay in this place and because i've moved houses a lot we've done that a lot irrespective of if we're like hindu or not we do do those things um and I remember like laughing with my sister about it and we were talking about how like we might not be very religious, but if it does exist, we'd rather be on like the good side, like at least the basic things. We'd rather just like do them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah also like people feel really uncomfortable moving into a house if it's like before it's been like the puja has been done, like the Greek probation has been done. So there are still like really strong feelings about these or like rituals when someone dies in Hinduism. It's a very specific thing people do. Mortality or not mortality, but how is uh, grieving or celebrating a lot? Like which one is it actually? Because Mm. I feel certain cultures grieve profoundly while other cultures, the focus is more on the celebration of life that has passed on. Uh, So which one is it in, in Hinduism? I think it's a bit of both, but it's tipped more to the grieving side. So it's a time when the entire family, like all relatives, everyone who can manage comes together. And we have like a cremation of the body, which is a whole ritual. Like in olden times, it it was like even longer. You'd have a 30 day thing. To a year of like, okay, for a year now after this person has passed away in our family, we can't do any like good things. Like we can't celebrate birthdays. We can't do anything that means we're celebrating something. We can't do weddings, but that's not a thing anymore. More and more like people have shortened those rituals so from like 30 days to a year it's now like three days so you're we're asking pundits like can you do the whole thing in three days so we can get back to our life so there's like lots of ways of trying to 
modernize the rituals. Um, and yeah, they look very different now than they used to. Um, but yeah, they still retain some level of the same kind of philosophy. I want to quickly follow that up with an apology. Uh, it occurred to me that that's a very insensitive question to ask at the moment, given, uh, you know. Um, oh, no, not at all. I actually really appreciate it because it's something that I've really been thinking about more so than ever. Uh, yeah, and having more conversations about what it means to grieve, what are like rituals people celebrate, why might it be useful? Like I'm really thinking about them. So I actually appreciate it. As you were speaking, I recognize something I've I've seen. You can religiously not belong, but culturally you can belong, you know? Mm. And I think that's the interesting thing about religion is that there are certain elements that are just pure faith. Then there's another element to it that is cultural. It's the rituals. And I feel like oftentimes, at least like what I've witnessed, it is oftentimes when things get the most difficult in life that we tend to go back to things that we were taught religiously. Um, I think it's almost like a crutch we lean on, you know? I think something like death really change like what you said it really makes you reconsider things that in normal everyday life you you can like just go through it without thinking too much about um things about your childhood things about like why certain things are done even if it's not associated to like a specific religion but it's just culturally why do you think it's important and question like would this be something I would want to do even if I consider myself an atheist I think we are so um, blissfully unaware of our own mortality until someone close to us because a statistics doesn't really do much right Uh, but someone close to us passing and then we're suddenly like almost like shaken into thinking about these things that we very often you know forget about or you know it's just like eh, whatever yeah of course it'll happen everybody dies it'll happen one day but you know it's just yeah afterthoughts almost um so yeah i think death makes us really question like death close to us makes us really question our own mortality yeah and like the mortality of the people around us like the other people um yeah that's very true If you want to hear more of my conversation with Akshi, check out episode 9, season 1, The Diversity That Brings Us Together, where we delve deeper into mental health, relocating, and how your country's history affects your own identity. In the meantime, please leave us a review or rate us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. In Inbetweenish, signing off. See you guys next time.